Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is Grief and Action. Trust in God and do something. Mary Lyon. It is important to let ourselves grieve as a passage between yesterday and tomorrow, but we do not have to be controlled unduly by our grief or our pain. You know, my thoughts on this is I'm just very grateful for recovery community because I, I'm still like, I'm really getting in touch with what grief work was. I didn't even realize that. I remember years, I really, uh, for the most part, therapy has been, I mean, to call it garbage is a little overkill, but hasn't been that useful. But I do remember one person said, uh, who was really good, who just said, you, you seem like you're in a lot of pain. And I, at the point, I was like, no, I'm angry and I'm having fun in my life. Um, so I really appreciate like to know that you know what is you know beneath the layers, and then also you know part of the process is learning you know exactly what grief work really is. Back to the reading. There are times when we have grieved, surrendered to the heaviness, tiredness, and weariness of a circumstance long enough. It becomes time to break out. It comes time to take action. We will know when it's time to break the routine of grieving. There will be signs within and around us. We will become tired of the heaviness. An idea will occur, an opportunity will present itself. We may think, no, too much effort. Do it anyway. Try something. Reach out. Stretch. Do something unusual, something different, something special. And this is why the artist way for me is a vital part of my recovery. Because, you know, I don't know if people are familiar with Julia Cameron's work, but she has three cornerstones, really two from artist way, but... Uh, you know, I'm taking one of her classes and now it's also, so the first is morning pages, three pages, free, free writing. The second one is the artist date where you take yourself out for an hour um, and just you and just somewhere. And that has proven to be a very difficult part, but that's the things that I've done different, whether it's listen to different podcasts, read different types of books, go to museums, find out what I like, what I don't like. Um, that's recovery to me. Back to the reading. A new activity may help trigger the transformation process. Stay up two hours later than usual. Make an appointment to do something for yourself that is different from what you usually do. Visit someone you haven't seen in years. I guess maybe I could see my friend Ed. Do something to encourage and help the new energy coming your way. We may not feel like breaking out of grief. It may feel safer, easier to remain in our cocoon. Begin pushing out anyway. Test the walls of your cocoon. Push. Push a little harder. It may be time to emerge. Today, I will trust God and the process, but I will also take action to help myself feel better. The next reading also comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is allowing ourselves to be nurtured. Let yourself be nurtured and loved. Let people be there for you. Allow yourself to be held when it would feel good. Let someone listen to you. Support and encourage you when you need that. Receive comfort from someone's physical presence when you need that. Allow yourself to be supported emotionally and cared about. Love that. Let yourself be nurtured and loved. Some of that is just accepting compliments and just savoring it. Back to the reading. For too long, we've stood in the background, attending to the needs of others, codependence, and claiming we have no needs of our own. We've shut off for too long the part of us that longs to be nurtured. Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier you know, I got very into this minimalist movement and it really wasn't like about simplifying life as much as trying to see how much deprivation I could live in. And, you know, it's one of the ACA promises says we expect the best and get it. Back to the reading. It is time now to claim those needs, to identify them and to understand that we deserve to have them met. 
What are our needs? What would feel good? What kinds of ways would we like others to nurture and support us? The more clear we can be about our needs, the greater the possibility they will be met. Hugs, a listening ear, support, encouragement, the physical and emotional presence of people who care about us. Doesn't that sound good? Tempting? Someone said to me, the 80s have been a me decade. Now maybe the 90s can be a you decade. My reply was immediate. Let's make the 90s a me and you decade. God, I love this part because so much, you know, I'm so afraid to make choices and they're always either or choices. And it's, you know, I'm far too creative, you know, you know, especially when I'm in tandem with my higher power, my inner child, who's a conduit to my higher power, uh, to do both and. No matter how long we've been recovering, we never outgrow our need for nurturing and love. Today, I will be open to recognizing my needs for nurturing. I will be open to the needs of those around me too. I can begin taking a nurturing, loving attitude toward myself and by taking responsibility for my needs in relationships. And now we move to ACA Strengthening My Recovery and the topic is accepting ourselves. As we sit and think about our shortcomings, we do not judge ourselves. As children, we often had to endure verbal attacks that as adults made us vulnerable, even to the slightest criticism. Even in ACA, it was difficult for some of us to hear that we had defects of character. Yeah, I would call them character defaults. Because we interpreted that as being defective, which felt shaming. That is correct. Because we knew that these were our core issues and that the program could help us, and it has, we might have found other words that made us feel more comfortable, such as character defenses, step one issues, spirit blockers, or simply shortcomings. No matter what we call them, it is essential that we look at them in the proper light and accept them as a part of who we learn to be. We also become aware that we are the very things that come between us and our higher power. That, that bears reading again as I hear sirens in the background. I apologize for that. We also become aware that there are the very things that come between us and our higher power. They affect how we feel about ourselves and how we relate to other people. In becoming willing to work the steps, we gradually come out of the isolation we've used to protect ourselves, and we begin to acknowledge our strengths, one of which is our ability to intuitively know that the tools of ACA are giving us a new and better life. We're learning balance. On this day, I choose to face my shortcomings without judging myself harshly. I accept all parts of me. And the final reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is Personal Higher Power. Each ACA member is free to choose a higher power who is available and personal to the individual. No one will make this decision for us. During our childhood, some of us were severely abused, tortured, if you will. Maybe we were drugged or forced into sexual roles that seem unthinkable to a civilized society. Yeah, some of the things that I hear are just um, unbelievable, you know, in some of these rooms. Perhaps we were even forced to hurt other children. As adults, we try to come to grips with how there could have been a loving higher power that let that happen to us as sweet, vulnerable children. As we remember the intense feelings caused by such devastating treatment, we asked ourselves, where was God on that day? When we are truly seeking an answer, something that will allow us to make sense of our lives, we are ready for the ACA solution. This is where we learn that we have the freedom to choose a loving higher power of our new understanding. This loving presence helps us discover how we can heal all of our wounds. How we can heal all of our wounds. As we seek our truth, these wounds, no matter how deep, are being transformed into strengths. On this day, I will continue to seek an awareness of a loving higher power that is larger than all of the dysfunction I have endured. And that concludes today's awesome readings for uh, today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kowan Saluja reminding myself 
to love myself, to pause, because that's where my personal higher power is, and to feel my feelings.